0: welcome to part 2 of the Show Me Your News Network special Wii Retrospective Cast. Back in part 1 we talked about the pre-release days of the Nintendo Wii, starting with E3 2005, going through TGS 2005, all the way through to E3 2006. Today we're going to discuss the early days of the Wii's life, starting just before launch. Once again, my name is Darker Eye, and with me once again are Yoko and the Dobaga. Hello. Hi there. So, with, with the early days as our topic today, the first thing we should talk about are our personal experience with the Wii. So, I want to ask, when... I'm going to deviate from the outline and ask, what was the first time you really started to think about the Wii? Like, when did you start to see it was becoming a big deal and consider whether you wanted it?
1: Uh, Mine was post-E3 2006 when... Nintendo, you know, they came out with all of their announcements and everything, but then they had a trailer that I saw on IGN at the time and Many of you may remember it as the reveal trailer for Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Uh, I was uh, Obviously a huge fan of the Smash series. It's one of the main reasons I got a Nintendo GameCube as my first console that I owned um, So to hear about that game was a very big deal. I moved into college at, you know, University of Michigan in a dorm room that subsequent fall, and fortunately enough I was placed in a hall where many people played Super Smash Brothers, so that kind of like started that whole path of things because we were all excited about the next game. Uh, that was when I you know, really took interest in the Wii I mean, I, I'd seen you know the the news, and it's like, oh, motion control. It seems really cool with uh, you know shooting it like a gun or using it like a sword. But my interest in the Wii was cemented when you know inclinations of new Super Smash Brothers was discussed.
0: Okay. Um, what about you, Doba? When like I don't know if you were really starting to follow. Uh, well, I guess we can start with that. Were you really following uh, the gaming news by the time that the Wii was starting to
2: be a thing? Honestly, no. Uh, the first time that I ever kind of wanted a Wii was um, we went over to uh, my mom's boyfriend at the time. He's now her husband. Um, his parents bought a Wii, and uh, we were going over there for Easter, and uh, I went downstairs, and we were playing the Wii while the adults drank upstairs. We played Wii Sports, and that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. Great, great time. Uh, and that's the first time I really wanted a Wii, but the moment that my interest in the Wii was cemented was the same as Yoko, when uh, I heard about Brawl. Brawl is really what made me want to get a Wii. Um, Show Me Your News played a huge part in me wanted to get a Wii. I like back you. In the early days. Great. Uh, and that's pretty much how I got interested in
0: so, your interest didn't really start until after the console had already came out. Pretty much. Okay. My my story I'm, is, looking back, the, probably the dumbest thing I ever did. Uh, shortly after the controller was shown at uh, TGS 2005, that was actually about the first time that I had heard of the console. Uh, and I saw the Revolution controller and I was just like, well, screw that. Because I was 12 years old and really really stupid so I you know I was along with the hate train for a little bit before it started to before I started to realize that oh wait this is going to have Mario and Zelda and Smash Brothers and stuff like that so uh, it was you know sometime in mid 2006 where um, after having told my parents that I didn't want one I now wanted one and by then it was starting to become the, the thing that was like impossible to get so hey that 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 was my um before launch story but sure uh i'm not sure if i want to talk about how when we all actually got our systems first or the the big hype surrounding them first um yeah, you know, I, I think let's let's try to talk about the hype first. So shortly after 2006, uh, I think the best way I can talk about this and like what it was like at the time uh, is relaying my own personal story. Um, I'd already decided I wanted the Wii, and uh, sh- shortly after it came out, I went. Um, my family took a trip into New York City, and we went to the Nintendo World Store. While while we were there. And they mm. had three playable Wii systems and there was like this big line to play them and I got to play Wii Sports Boxing. And
1: Not the best one to try out of the five. Uh, I was about to say that's
2: unfortunate. <laughs> uh
0: well I was thirteen years old, so it was pretty awesome. True. But uh, you know, I had done that and then I was talking about it uh in school uh the the next day. And, you know, I was talking to my friends about it and, uh, the girl that sits next to me, uh, uh, she overheard it and got really interested. And this really shocked me because she is the kind of stereotypical ditzy girl that, that, you know, she's, she's one of the popular girls that is just really shallow and vain. And you don't really, you know, you usually don't really want to talk to her about anything. And she was Really genuinely interested to hear what I had to say about the Wii, Mm. and that was just such a bizarre experience for me because you know outside of my my few close friends, I really didn't know anyone that really cared about video games. So to see you know this this girl that was just you know the the opposite of everything that I was used to relating to, get genuinely excited about it was. I wasn't sure how to feel about it. I didn't know what to think. Um, so it, it was becoming clear to me that something very, very significant was happening. And I have to really give Nintendo's marketing props for doing that. Because whether or not we liked it, they succeeded very, very well. Like they, they went out and they managed to make this work. Um Yoko, did you ever have a uh, an experience kind of like that? Like where you realized that someone who was never into gaming was really excited about this?
1: Um no that that's a great story, I I must add. Um but at the same time I don't think I really had one like that because my school experience is very different. Uh I was right. not thirteen, I was eighteen.
0: <laughs> right. Damn,
1: I'm old. Um <laughs> Uh, I was Well like,
0: like anyone, like maybe like
1: Well, maybe I mean it, was it wasn't in person thing. it wasn't in person, but you must realize that, you know, at Michigan in two thousand six and fall of two thousand six, uh Facebook was starting.
0: Oh, that's Michigan?
1: Yeah. Well I mean M- Michigan was one of the, you know, first schools because it Facebook started as, you know, obviously at Harvard with mm-hmm. Mark Zuckerberg and all that. But you know, little by little more schools would be established as networks. And yeah you know it was it was a new thing and you know obviously it took off from there but you know a lot of my friends from high school were on Facebook and uh you know we would talk about it there so i think it would, you know come across maybe the one or two people i wouldn't expect but it wasn't really an in person thing it was more online in the days of the facebook
0: interesting so it's kind of interesting to think about that really because You know, Facebook also was a very significant thing that almost came out of nowhere that just changed everything, and it got a lot of people, you know, online, on the computers and on the internet. So, um, Doba, how about you? Do you ever have a sort of weird crossover experience with, you know, your quote-unquote real life and gaming in the early days?
2: I can't really say so. Uh, I was lucky enough to make a couple friends with the other four nerds in all of Kansas, Um, uh, honestly, the closest I would have had to that was my grandfather used to uh, wanting a Wii, but honestly, that didn't really surprise me because my grandfather is surprisingly the tech guru of the family. Like he Mm -hmm. had a PS3 before I had a PS3. (laughs) Um, so that never really surprised me. I can't really say I ever had an experience like the one you're describing. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, I think more or less all of game's journalism had had this experience to some extent when the Wii showed up on Oprah. Hmm. And that was really, really unprecedented because it came out of nowhere. No, no game console had ever been such a ridiculous mass market except for, you know, maybe the NES or something like that.
1: I've never heard um, of that, actually. I'll have to look that up.
0: Oh, yeah. It was... Um, I think that was that was part of what really helped it get big. I, I now that I think of it, I don't know if the Wii specifically was on Oprah or if that was eventually Wii Fit. But the Wii was definitely on stuff like, you know, the Today Show, um, you know, I guess maybe The View or something. But it was, you know, regular mainstream media and talk shows that were really picking up on this. And I I think that gaming journalism was actually really late to the party in that because we didn't know you know but the people that are, you know, typically into games media usually don't really pay attention to talk shows like Oprah or The View or Rosie O'Donnell or whatever. So we didn't even notice it was happening until, until it had already exploded.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that that kind of leads into the uh, the whole my, the topic about the Wii being a cultural icon. It it was the hot holiday toy of 2006 that you know everyone wanted, but you just couldn't find it anywhere.
1: Uh, may, Man, I, may 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 interrupt you. I'm sorry because I, I wanted to tell my wee story. Is how is how I got it uh, because
0: like, I was I was gonna get to that real soon. Actually. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> I just thought I, you're I, jumping. I,
1: I, thought you're jumping I like it's already to a big thing, but you know I, I wanted to I, work
0: I, my way into November nineteenth first. Sure. But I think I've lost my train of thought now. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, Welcome to I... read the manual. What? Right? <laughs> I guess I, I, I guess we can talk about you know where where you got it then and how you got it.
1: Well, I mean it was becoming a cultural icon, like you were saying.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, you know my I remember my roommates went out and camped out early, and uh, you know, gosh they spent you know quite the cold night just to get pre order spots. Mm. And they were one of the last couple, and you know they got pre-orders i think at the toys r us that was nearby i did not i did not want to brave such ridiculous cold so i i spent time on ebay looking for mine yeah and they you know i went with them to get it and we set it up and it was a big hit in the dorm hall making the me's for the first time was was great like that is a that's a big moment in you know my gaming memory like being there with so many people and we're trying to create everyone from the hall and the do 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 like the music and everything is is great uh as far as my personal Wii uh acquisition experience, I paid too much for my Wii uh and it was something like i i after after playing like okay I really want that. <laughs> Um and I ended up I think it was like 350 for the system and then with shipping it ended up being close to 400 I mean, with games and all. Uh, so I overpaid way too much for my Wii, but it has not failed me once throughout all these years. So in the end, I'll yeah. I'll take it, but I paid way too much for the Wii. But
0: I'm well, gonna... at the time that might that might as well have been sort of a de facto MSRP true. for it. It's true because. You know, a lot, a lot of people had the mindset that you know we'll wait a bit for it to calm down, maybe, you know, maybe possibly a price drop somewhere in there, and then you know then we'll come in, and then I guess around February March it became pretty clear that was never going to happen. So I think we can, you know, my Doba, since as I understand it, of the three of us, you probably got your be the last.
2: Uh, I got mine in two thousand
0: eight. So you definitely got yours last then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, is did you get yours late enough that maybe we could, by chance, talk about yours when we're talking about
2: 2008 later? Uh, well, honestly, are we gonna talk about now the whole unavailability thing, or is that later?
0: Uh, y- yeah, we'll talk about the whole validity thing. So yeah, I think you can tell us about that.
2: All right. So when my family decided that we wanted a Wii, uh, it was pretty much smack dab in the middle of the time when you could not find the damn things anywhere. They were gone. Um, I remember looking into the Best Buy and we had a Circuit City right next door to the Best Buy, weirdly enough. And uh, Circuit City had this really good bundle that we were looking into and we really wanted but they were always sold out. And so one day when we asked the guys, hey, uh, when do you guys restock on Wii's? And they're like, oh, we get two a week. Oh. They got two Wii's every week. And that was all of their stock. Poor Kansas. And that was horrible. And so we wanted a Wii for about a year before we actually got it. We ended up ordering it off of, I think it was GameSpot. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember correctly. Or GameStop, yeah, GameStop. Yeah. Yeah. I mix those GameStop. two up so frequently. <laughs> I, was I, like, I, 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 I,
0: I was about to say I didn't know that they offered that. I'm not <laughs> sure. You got a Legend <laughs> One?
2: Yeah, like when you go
0: on the forums and we're like, you know, we'll buy. We <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got the address of some Nigerian prince?
2: Yes, if you send us $500, we will. But uh, yeah, I got we got the uh, bundle from GameStop. Uh, We had to order it online and wait two months for it to arrive. Um, So that was completely horrible. Uh, Those were dark times for me. Because that was around the time Brawl came out. And I really wanted to play Brawl, but I lacked a Wii. Hmm. And you couldn't buy one anywhere. And it's That's unfortunate.
0: Uh, When in 2008 did you get your Wii? Was it earlier or later?
2: I want to say... It was sometime around in the summer, so mid mid two thousand eight, I want to say. Because I remember coming back from a trip to Chicago uh near the end of the school year, and that's when we had it.
0: So you didn't totally miss out on, you know, the earlier days of Brawl.
2: Yeah, I, I it had to be I want to say it was a couple months after Brawl was actually released, actually, but I'm not sure how accurate that is.
0: So just enough time for you to get acclimated with the game and start writing for Super Smash Flash 2. Pretty much. <laughs> Alright. Good Good to know you, you managed to work that all out and it all turned out well. <laughs> um, my personal experience with receiving the Wii, I'm not totally sure it actually happened, but this is how my parents told me the story. Gather yeah, round,
1: I... everyone. <laughs> Wait,
0: what? <They> told me... <laughs> They told me that on the release day on November nineteenth two thousand and six, my mom was going from store to store from target to Walmart to gamestops everywhere trying to find one, and you know just n- she couldn't find one anywhere and you know just as she was about to give up uh this child approached her with a pre order slip it's telling her that you know he couldn't afford it so she could so she could take it. And that is the that is the story that I'm that I have been told that I'm pretty sure is false,
2: what? but
0: but somehow between November and Christmas, my parents obtained a Wii, and it was our Christmas present. Nice. And you know they did the thing where like you know they they hide the gift behind the couch, and you know they wait to tell you about it until after you've opened everything. Mm-hmm. And then and actually that that very day. Uh, my dad actually played Wii Sports with us, and it's was the first time and the last time he's ever played a video game with us. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo. Everybody. It did so it did very briefly bring everyone together for gaming, and then just as quickly turned into just me and my sister. But that was my probably not true story with getting the Wii.
1: Well, I don't um, know why I imagine that child having like a little British accent, like
0: here
2: <laughs> you go, know, lady. I imagine exact sacks. I can't, I can't afford it. you like well, wearing rags and standing on the, well, yeah, the. The way that I imagine it is snow. that the child
0: is that the child had like this huge winter coat and like, this big fluffy winter cap. Mm-hmm. I just, I, am pretty sure that's not true because, like, around the beginning of December, we were on eBay trying to get one, and my mom was very ready to purchase a $400 one. Before we decided it wasn't worth it, we'll just wait. Yeah, that was my story, and um, we—I know Doba already shared what it was like to be in the middle of the um of the shortage. But uh, well, while I was writing the outline, I could not even think of that word. I'm really dumb. <laughs> but <laughs> so the Wii shortage, uh, you know, we'll just talk about it a little mo- longer. Um. You know, people thought that it was actually a marketing ploy that they used that you know they were trying to use to really build up more and more hype. And you know, just, I think One to some hell extent, of
2: a jackass marketing ploy.
0: Well, I I remember a VG Cats comic at the time uh, with um, you know, the cucumber that represented uh, oh, Phil Harrison yeah. and the the potato that represented Miyamoto. And, um, you know, the Phil Harrison, you know, he would, he'd sell one PS3 and then he'd be like, well, that's all folks. You're going to have to come back later for more. And then Miyamoto was like, I don't understand why you're doing that. And then, uh, Harrison's like, it's all about supply and demand. Pot- Potato Moto. I don't supply. So they demand He's like, yeah, I'm a biz whiz, holding his, his $1 bill. And then Miyamoto's behind him selling Wii after Wii after Wii with a pile of cash. Hmm.
2: So I remember that
0: comic.
2: That's
0: a good comic. So I I'm not sure I'd believe that they were engineering the shortage because they were selling them so so fast that there was no reason for the shortage. Right. So but the shortage is definitely interesting to think about because actually it was announced at the very beginning that the you know, the Wii would be getting well, the very beginning I say, but you know, as early as it could have been that there would be about four million Wii's shipped worldwide. And America would be getting one million of those. And if I if I can bring up Radio Free Nintendo again, I've been doing my I was doing my RFN binge while I was working over the summer, listening from the very beginning of their three hundred episode library. And you know I think it was around there episode 19 or something that they were they were you know shortly before the Wii launched that they got a mail a, an an email that asked you know should you pre-order a Wii and all of them just burst out laughing saying no there's going to be a million of them you mm. can probably just walk into a GameStop and pick one up <laughs> you can probably just walk into a Walmart and pick one up and so they all laughed off the idea of why you would possibly ever want to pre-order it. And, you know, they, they've, they've reminded themselves, and many other people have reminded them since, of this statement. And they always go back and think, welp. Yeah. But I think to an extent, it wasn't that unreasonable, because one million units at launch is a lot to expect to sell especially back then when games were nowhere near a main you know, the mainstream thing that they had become, you know, with the Wii's help partially. So you know, it's it's very it's very weird to see that mindset and, you know, to think to think of how wrong they were and how shocking it was that the Wii really took off in the way that it did. Um so the early titles of the Wii, you know, shortly after the launch um i put down metroid prime 3 and mario galaxy neither of which came out in 2006 mario yeah. galaxy in fact did not come out until after the e3 2008 press conference it was
1: december know. 2007
0: yeah yeah met no metroid i remember was august, august.
1: 31st or something like that yeah. near the end yeah. yeah
0: it was very late august i remember because that was when me and PO first started going out and someone asked Aww. me if I, someone asked me if i'd rather hang out with her or play metroid Choices, and, choices. And we've been we'd been going out for like a day at that point. So, um, so yeah, and so so you're not I,
1: gonna say what you answered.
0: I don't even remember <laughs> what I answered. I don't even. that's remember. probably not a good sign. Well, okay, I almost just went into this huge tirade about that, but that doesn't matter right now. So the the first the launch games was. You know, it was obviously Wii Sports, which was a pack-in that I don't—I'm not even really convinced was supposed to be a game. I think it was just supposed to be an E3 tech demo mm-hmm. that people responded to really well.
2: That's what Wii Music ended up being. Just oh yeah,
0: Wii, Wii Music was absolutely just a tech demo, and later on, it was an interesting experiment, <laughs> but you know. Well, we we can talk about that later. Um, but you know, we had we sports at the beginning. We had Red Steel as no the big Ubisoft game because Ubisoft always does fantastically with console launches, as we know from looking at games like Rayman uh, Two on every single console ever. Hmm. Yep. Uh, well, but. You know, Red Steel was like the premier game besides Twilight Princess and Wii Sports it was supposed to be the big third party thing and obviously we had Twilight Princess as well which was a very it was interesting to look at because it wasn't really a Wii game it was a GameCube game that they ported and you know tried to push the Wii one as much as they possibly could
1: I know I got Twilight Princess, Red Steel and Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 2 Which I later sold.
0: (laughs) I'm trying. I can't even imagine what I got uh, at at uh, for Christmas when I got the Wii. I know I had Zelda. I believe I had Super Monkey Ball. I had two copies of that because my parents didn't coordinate with my extended family at all about what to get me.
1: GG.
2: Mine came with Galaxy um, Mario Party Eight, which I later sold because that game is awful. And one other game that I don't remember, which means it probably wasn't important.
1: What about Brawl? It
2: did not come with Brawl. I had to go buy Brawl uh, uh, separately. Uh, I actually had to convince my father to buy Brawl for me because it was before I had a job and my own money. And so...
0: <sighs> yeah, I've just looked it up. I had Twilight Princess. I had Excite Truck. Oh I-
1: yeah, that game... <laughs>
0: Uh, I I actually played it more than once, so I don't really know much about it besides the fact that it had a terrible, terrible soundtrack. Uh, I had Trauma Center, Smooth Moves. uh, Smooth Moves. Smooth
1: Moves came out in January, though, so it wasn't that launch.
0: Oh, oh, did it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at this wrong. It was a Japan-launched title. Yep. I had Elibits, and very shortly after, I bought Red Steel and Call of Duty 3.
2: Hmm.
0: Because I'd, I'd never heard of Call of Duty somehow at the time. Well, I guess, at the time, it wasn't really that big of a franchise. Call of Duty 3 was the last one before it exploded. Right. But... Uh, oh, there's an entire another column here. Well, I didn't get any of those. Oh, Rayman Raving Rabbids. I had that. But ah! was that a launch time?
2: I think so. I remember seeing that game. Uh, Before Shomer you- I used to watch a video podcast called h and they played it, and I wanted it. Now I'm not so sure I want it. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, there's uh, an Easter egg in Red Steel with uh, the rabid sound. So, yeah, they came out at about the same time.
0: Okay. Oh, I also had Cars. Because <laughs> that, that game wasn't terrible. Oh, wait. was the, Did the Wii launch on the 16th? Have I been saying it wrong this entire time? 19th. So then Cars came out. The Wii version of Cars came out before the Wii.
1: That probably coincided with the movie launch being stupid. No, the movie the launched
0: a whole year earlier, I think. Really? Huh. Well, not a whole year, but it was out for, like, GameCube, PlayStation 2 stuff in June. Interesting. So, you know, the launch titles, I don't think... It didn't seem to have a very strong launch lineup. It had Twilight Princess and... Twilight Princess.
1: Uh, There was a pretty good plethora of games, but, yeah, if you're looking for quality...
0: There were a lot of games. They just weren't very good games. But I suppose, you know, given that the Wii was this brand new thing with a brand new controller and everything, it, it was hard to really tell what would end up being good. Mm-hmm. And you know, you had your your uh, obligatory Madden. You had uh, obligatory. Yes, obligatory. It's
2: pronounced obligatory.
0: Maybe in the south.
1: Uh, Midwest too, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho,
0: add in you had your typical Ubisoft crap. You had, you know, Trauma Center was actually really good, and uh, even now it's it still surprises me to realize that that was an Atlas game. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really register in my mind that they make anything but Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah, but, they make everything. Oh, I was actually really surprised to look at list the list of games they've made and see some really weird stuff. But you know. As if, it, like you said, Yoko, if you were looking for real quality stuff, the Wii did not have a lot of stuff before on it. It had some. I mean, not even Super Monkey Ball was very good. Yeah, but was, with
1: with all that hype and all the people who were excited for it, who the hell cared?
0: Uh, well, for a lot of people, it was a Wii Sports machine. You mm-hmm. know, they bought. Some people don't even realize that there was really a difference. To this day, I think a lot of people the Wii, well, I guess Wii Fit now has sort of replaced Wii Sports as the as the thing to have for it. But you know, a lot of people didn't even really re- realize or care that it played other games. Mm-hmm. So it it you know it was the interesting situation where Wii's were selling out and selling out and selling out, but the games weren't really following so much. And I think it was actually. It was very different in Japan, if I understand correctly, because the Wii did not have nearly the blowaway success that it had. In, is "blowaway success" even a term? Uh, it didn't have nearly. It is now. <laughs> it didn't have nearly the explosion that it had in America, and I think I remember hearing that Mario Galaxy actually struggled to sell in Japan.
2: Hmm.
0: But you know, that's that's the early days of the Wii. Uh, unless anyone else has anything to add. Uh, I think we'll wrap it up there. Either of you want to say anything else?
1: Sounds good. I don't have anything else.
0: All right, so that'll wrap us up for day two, uh, day two, part two, whatever you want to call it, of our Wii retrospective cast. Tomorrow, we'll be back to talk about the Wii's library. We'll talk about the games that we have. We'll talk about our favorite games, our least favorite games, and we're going to talk a little bit about homebrew. I don't know if we want to go too far into that, but, you know, it's... You know the Wii was such a a homebrewable console that it's still getting some dedicated homebrew scenes to this day. So uh, we will be back tomorrow to talk more about the Wii. And for now, I'm Eye.
2: I'm Yoko. I'm the Debugger.
0: And we are out for part two.